Am I frozen anymore? Am I good? No. No, you are. So liquid. far, so good. <laughs> I'm using I'm using my phone now because my computer is doing weird stuff. Okay. Uh, so far, so good. It froze up first, but I also changed to a different internet. I don't know. Well, hopefully this this works. What's the worst that can happen? I don't know. If I drink water while you're speaking, is everyone going to hear a giant gulp? Like, is that no. how this works? I mean, it's fine. It's not that much of a problem if you if we do. Okay. That's okay. true too. So it's fine. If it is like a, we can, we can edit it. Sometimes out. it's that. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that really matter. Uh, this is episode nine. And today we have another former childhood acquaintance joining us as a special guest, Michael Lander. And so our topic of the day is bullying. So whether bully, bullied, or both, what does bullying stem from? How do you stop it? And how might it affect a person later in life? So let's get into it. And we're back. So Mike, Michael, sorry, I won't call you Mike. I don't know why I slip into that. Okay. It's okay. What do you prefer? Is it Mike or Michael? It's Michael, yeah. We like, already, Michael, yeah, I already like asked him and then Mike, called him. Oh, you Mike. asked him that? I, wasn't, some of my, I asked right. him oh. and then I called him Mike. <laughs> my, some of my best friends call me Mike as like a joke because no one calls me Mike. Anyway, anyways, it doesn't matter. No, that's okay. Michael, you call me Michael, you can call me Mike. It's fine. Whatever. I guess I, yeah, uh, I could ask you. My nickname at camp was Miguel the Gay French Artist. Wow. I feel, like there's, I feel like there's a story there. <laughs> For a yeah. long time. No, no. So Miguel, <laughs> variations. Anyway, sorry. I'm uh, sorry to interrupt. That's not, no, that's better than, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Michael, Michael Lander, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Michael. It's my pleasure. Um, Can I just say, I like the yeah. theme of the episode, bullying, bullied, bullied. I, or, yeah, I like that. And, oh, but yeah. 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 Well, good. Hey. That's what you have to talk I, about for the next. If, so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but <laughs> you better that's leave. also what happened. Oh, shit. It's been actually, I don't know how many years it's been since I've seen you. Yeah. How long has it been since we've both seen you? Well, you guys do the math. If it was grade eight <laughs> and, and grade eight, the last time we really 31 or something, probably. I'm sure. Right. No. Yeah. I don't think I've seen yeah. you since grade eight. No. So I, however long I feel, that was. Like, have we even like years? bumped into each other since then? I'm trying to think like at an event or something even. I mean, do you remember that? I, I, I don't know. I sort of disappeared. I'm sure we saw each other. Sure so, so what happened is, great. I think you came in in grade one, right? They weren't in preschool with yeah, us. Yeah, but I in grade, in grade from, one. Okay, so grade one through grade eight, mm-hmm. we were all in the same class together. But then after that, uh, I think everybody in our class went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. Except for you and Will. Mm-hmm. And you guys went to Central. 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 Yeah. So, and I guess since then we hadn't really interacted uh, until I guess just um, well, maybe you can you can tell the story, but I guess until just recently uh, when you uh, you reached out. Yeah, yeah. I think like I well, and, and maybe I can't tell a whole big story just yet, but uh, I think like you know when uh, I think like after grade eight, I sort of decided to start again at a different school, and sort of like where I knew no one. And uh, I, so I sort of like, just like I said earlier, sort of like disappeared, I guess a little bit. I sort of, I, I needed to like get out of there and start again with people I didn't know. So anyways, I went to a different school. I sort of left the London Community Hebrew Day School uh, 
behind me, right? And, and, but and until recently, when I saw like the cover of your guys's podcast, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, I'm in there! I'm in that photo!" And I was oh, like, right, "Oh, that's me! Yeah, I'm there! I'm in that photo!" Well, well we have a photo of our whole school, basically. Which, by the way, everybody everybody thinks it's like, "Oh, is that like one class?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the whole school, school. with a yeah. tiny little Throwback. Jewish school." Yeah, and I have like this giant shirt on that I remember, you know, went down to my ankles. And anyways, so yeah. But, so you've been so you've been listening to the podcast. Yeah, so I've been listening to the podcast, and you know, I guess the podcast was this really cool thing because it was like you guys were talking about this world that, like, I guess I was in, like, some peripheral character in a world you guys were talking about, and I just thought it was really cool and the first episode I was like oh my gosh I love this this is amazing uh, and and I was like I was just glued to it and every night I was like listening to it and uh, so yeah and then and I was you know I was obviously thinking about Josh because like you know I wasn't good to Josh when when we were younger I was I was an asshole like I, I picked on Josh and I remember that you know I don't really remember the details of it but I remember like being an asshole and uh, you know that's not who I am anymore and uh, and so when he popped up and you guys popped up as sort of talking about this stuff I was like fuck I gotta message Josh <laughs> and apologize um, you know because apologies are a big thing like in my life like I do I do a lot of therapy uh, I, I do a, yeah I do it all day from this room that I'm sitting in right now actually on this zoom and uh and, and, and I always talk about apologies. I talk about reconciliation. So uh, anyway, so, I, so I, I called Josh or I messaged Josh and then we had a Zoom call. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I need to apologize. And so that was, that was probably one of the most uh, impactful things that's happened to me in a very long time. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, the, the, I mean, this podcast, has, it's been interesting the way it's kind of, I know people are, especially people that we all know that have been listening it's like oh everybody's a three-dimensional adult <laughs> human being with that's that we can relate to now and it makes us uh, reflect on the past quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah um, and we are adult yeah. human beings right who have yeah you know feel remorse or happiness or remember our everyone's childhood like haunts them or makes them yeah. happy a little bit of both right so we all remember uh anyway yeah <laughs> Well, it's cool because you're saying like uh, you were a periphery character when we were describing it, right? And that's that's what we all are in someone else's childhood is a periphery character. But it's like you, know, it it almost makes us like, oh, but I'm not like that now. Like they don't know me now. You know, it's so. That's why, like, I mean, it's awesome to see you, Mike. And we we talked a little bit before the podcast, but it's like I actually don't know you. I'm assuming I do because I knew you as a kid, but I actually I don't really. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you now, so. Um, and what do you? Uh, what is your job yeah. today? What do you do today? Yeah. Um, I, I'm a I'm a child and family therapist. I'm I, well, I'm a social worker, so I, I I'm wow. a social worker by trade, and I'm a child and family therapist. I've Good for you. At a mental health agency in Toronto, and I yeah, I'm also a therapist. Like I have my own private practice. Um, so you help people. You literally you better people's lives, and you it's it's a difficult job, right? Yeah, it's a hard job, um, but I love it. And it's a noble one. Yeah, it's it, and it's not always, you're not always doing such amazing things. I mean, like, yeah, anyways, but it's important stuff. I mean, you are doing well, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you are doing something, I think like people really appreciate their therapist most of the time. And I mean, working with families and kids to me sounds like one of the more difficult ones, right? Like, but well, you're saying that you were an asshole as a kid, but I, Josh, so Josh told me like that you were a social worker now. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's actually perfect for him. And I only knew you as a kid. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, like we, we think that we're like, you remember me as an asshole, but I mean, we remember the other parts too. You were still, you were still a very nice guy, like a fun guy to be around. Yeah, this is, it's, like we're going to get into it, but it's, so, it's not black and white. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, yeah it's not so, so it's not. It's not like Mike was an asshole and, and, and Josh was a victim and I, you know, it's yeah. not like that. It's not so. Yeah, we were all assholes though. <laughs> yeah, we were, <laughs> we were, we played, we had these roles, but I guess we'll get into that. But yes, I guess yeah. maybe I can ask this question. Um, Go for it. I remember asking this to, to Pierce as well when he came on uh, the episode. Love Pierce. Uh, the Great episode. Yeah, Pierce is, uh, yeah, he came to talk to us I think that was mortality. the favorite so far, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that was great also to, also to see how Pierce, you know, became a, totally different person than you may have remembered, you know, uh, as a kid. But I, I, I guess so what we asked Pierce, and I guess we can ask you as well, for all of us is, how do we all perceive each other as kids? And maybe I, we can start with you, Mike, how you perceived me and how you perceived Aya when we were growing up. How I perceived you guys. Should yeah, we start how did you, so he doesn't like, feel... <laughs> yeah, like yes. yeah. please tell me how you perceived <laughs> me <laughs> uh, Aya, why don't we start with you very vulnerable yeah, I'm, I'm position happy to, to be start, in it's it's hard to put that on the guest maybe so uh yeah so <laughs> I mean because I like I mean I guess I already sort of touched on this but yeah I remember you were kind of the fun cool guy to be around like you were the the life of the party you were like the chill dude mm. but like <laughs> the face you're making is suggesting that that's not how you saw yourself but like uh yeah we were I think we all kind of like everybody wanted to be Mike's friend at least by like grade eight that was sort of um it's what Josh would call the top of the food chain and yeah so I mean yeah that is so weird to me yeah you didn't see yourself that way no 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 I uh, no I remember being like so completely uncomfortable in my skin like I remember lighting wow. a test on fire at recess like I remember weird snippets of that I don't remember wow. like necessarily being any cooler than anyone um I think you know I, I, like I I remember sort of being a little bit of a troublemaker and being like angry and sometimes getting yeah. into fights and and uh yeah yeah well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go next because I remember, well, so it's, it's complicated, right? I, if I look back, and again, by the way, just like you, I don't have a um, perfect memory of, of my uh, years at that school, whether it was purposefully or, or not. Like some of that's kind of out of my head. And then this podcast, actually, as we talk about it, it kind of comes back. Like even when Pierce came on last time uh, on the mortality episode, and he brought up that that time he punched me in the stomach, I was like, mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I, rem- I remember, <laughs> remember that, by the way. Yeah. I had you a did? Vivid, yeah, so- yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I remember exactly where I was in relation to the stomach <laughs> <Yeah>. punch. <laughs> so that came back to me as he, when he said it. And, and of course, a whole bunch of it, where we were, you know, in that park, everything. Mm-hmm. But until that point, I'm like, someone had you know it didn't even cross my mind that Pierce and I have made physical contact let alone in punching me in the stomach you know mm-hmm. so yeah so stuff is already coming back as you know as we're sitting here but looking back yeah similar to Aya and maybe even more so being you know one of the guys I thought you were like the coolest kid in the class 
or, or one of the coolest kids. I mean, you, Daniel, you, know, you guys were all just up there, you know, to me. And uh, you guys were super funny. You made everybody laugh. I think you made the teachers laugh. You know, you were a very, very funny kid. And, you know, you made me laugh when I guess when you weren't, uh, <laughs> when the jokes weren't about me. So on, on the one hand, I thought, I want to be Michael's friend. I want to be, uh, I want to be kind of, you know, like you. And on the other hand, I was often, I guess, the, uh, the butt of the joke or the, the one who was kind of picked on at the expense, you know, at my own expense, right? And so I do remember, I mean, if I look back, I guess the person who had caused me the most grief in terms of being picked on, I guess, was, was you uh, up until grade eight. So it was a weird dichotomy because on one hand, that could make my life very difficult, as, as I recall, but I also thought you were the coolest. <laughs> so it was, um, I guess in some ways that makes it, that made it kind of sad because, you know, the, the person that I wanted to be close to was, you know, sometimes not the nicest to me. Um, and it's very, I have to say, it's very weird to say that right now, because even just talking to you now and when we just reconnected, I'm like, holy crap, this guy's the nicest dude in the world. This is the nicest guy. <laughs> like, and you're a social worker and you help people and all this stuff. And it's just, it's, it's weird to me to, to be like, oh, and that's the kid that, that um, would make fun of me. And I look back, I mean, it's not so black and white. Like as I've said on this podcast before, I was a pretty, I think, annoying kid. I think I made it easy to, to make fun of me. And, and some people say that's like victim blaming myself or whatever. I mean, I think it's just explaining it a little bit. Um, Cause you're not, there's bullies out there. Let's say we'll get into bullying, what that is, but there's bullies out there that are psychopaths. You know, they just, they have no sense of empathy, no sense of emotion. Right. That's clearly not you. Right. You're not like some, and I don't think you were at the time either. I think we just fell into these roles as kids and we had reasons that we, we, we had different priorities in our minds of things that we were focusing on yeah. um, and things that we easily neglected because of that. You know, so it's, it's seeing, seeing you now and who you are, it, I don't know. I, it, I just think, I don't know, what I, what I was as a kid, I could see that I had these traits that made it easy to fall into this, this role that was the one to get picked on, you know. I didn't take jokes very well. I, I, I didn't respond very well. If somebody made fun of me, I took it like really seriously. I responded really seriously. And that kind of pushed people to make fun of me more, right? I never laughed. I could never like laugh at myself when I was a kid. And I think that was, that's a little on me, you know, but I also didn't know any better because I was a kid. Yeah. So anyway, but going back, my memory of you was kind of, you know, I had that dichotomy to it. You were the coolest kid in the class and you were also the kid who, I guess, who bullied me the most. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I mean, that, that hurts so much, you know, to hear that. Uh, and, and you were sort of softening the blow a little bit, but you don't need to. Um, like that's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel terrible about that, right? To hear, to hear you say that. And, um, you know, whether or not I'm a good guy now, uh, or whether or not you were, uh, whatever, uh, as you call annoying, like, yeah, I don't think that's on you. I, I really don't. It, it wasn't a, it wasn't about you, right? Like, uh, I think, uh, a, a, but I could see how 
from your perspective, it was all about you. And probably since then, there might have been also questions like, or, or you probably had have had a lot of time to sort of analyze and like explain it and put it away, right? And uh, and I I appreciate and that makes a lot of sense. But I don't think like that doesn't it it doesn't fully explain it, right? It, it, you know, the explanation is more about what was going on for me. Uh, I think because it wasn't really about you, and I think maybe that's important also. I guess for bullying is it's really not about. It's like not, it's like this weird impersonal thing, right? You could sub in any kid in a classroom. Uh, you know, it happens everywhere. Uh, it's not about that kid, uh, really. Um, you know, what's anyway. strange though, is that I, right. like even in high school though, I, I got bullied too, you know? And so that would lead me to believe that there was also something about me that was more bulliable, right? Okay, okay. Okay, and you said learning to take a joke, like that was really helpful. That was that, a big, that, that a was big a very one? helpful thing. Yeah, yeah and, because- And I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I, about, in about, I think it was grade nine, as soon as I got it to high school, I had this kind of epiphany. I don't know if someone had said something to me or not, but if I can learn to laugh, like if somebody makes fun of me, I, I, I thought to myself, I'm just going to laugh along with them. You know, they make a joke about whatever and- that's really funny. Cool. I'm going to laugh it off. And that actually did help. It worked for a bit. Hmm. But there's still something to be said about the fact that I kept attracting these sorts of, hmm. I don't know, it's something about my personality in that regard. So that's why I didn't want to consider it victim blaming because there was just a reality of something about me that would attract that. Whether or not I deserved it is another story, I guess. But I, I also think that it just made it easier. You know, sometimes and nowadays, actually, it's not bullying. It's I purposefully, I do this. I make myself, I call it playing the fool a little bit where I, or being, it's like being the clown or the jester, right? Like Mm -hmm. I self-deprecate or I bring myself down to make other people feel a little more comfortable Mm -hmm. around me. So if I'm in a group and, you know, there's often when everybody gets together, there's a little bit of social tension and I recognize that. So I make everybody a little more comfortable by being the quote unquote, the fool. In, in the group right so everybody has somebody they can easily pinpoint like ah oh, that guy's ridiculous I'm fine mm-hmm. you know <laughs> compared to him yeah I mean look I I do that too and I think like I'm very self-deprecating and and I think like self it goes mm. it's, it goes along a little bit with what you say about like taking a joke like self-deprecating is the next step is like making that joke about yourself right mm-hmm. and I think that and and yeah there's like these weird skills of like social stuff when you make fun of yourself you sort of somehow protect yourself from being made fun of uh yeah it's like weird backwards logic you preemptively children. like you know, yeah and and yeah. i was it's really about, counterintuitive I, yeah. yeah yeah and then and then you got to like spew it out you got to start making fun of everything around you um and like you know you make fun of yourself you make fun of everything and then no one can really touch you uh or at least that's what you sort of put out so you yeah. learn a lot from these kind of i guess from those situations Growing up, I learned to be how I am. And I guess the same for, for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you get into it, I was curious, like, what did you think of me and Aya? Yeah, I wanted um, to answer now that. Now that we ha- you've had some time. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to answer that question. So, Josh, yeah, I mean, about you, I, um, yeah, I remember you being like a really nice kid who like had a lot of energy, but like good, happy energy, was always yeah. happy. You had that like cute little, that big yarmulke, right? On your head. 
Oh, I totally forgot, forgot about, about that. that. The cute, like, big thing yeah, that wrapped around there was your whole always, head. Like, one kid with a giant uh, yamaka. They yeah. were mirrors. I did briefly on it, have right? it, yeah. Reflect. Right. Yeah, I loved that. Uh, no, and but I have to say, Mike, you never had a, a keepa or a yamaka, whatever you want to call it. It was always falling off. Always lost. It. Uh, always. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And the yeah. teacher was always yelling to yeah. like Kapala Rush and say, Andrew, like, put it, keep on your head. Yeah. No chance. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a recovered memory. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Um. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't remember too, too, too much. I have like sort of flashes of of memories, but uh, my perception. Yeah, I guess like if you got you guys are have been talking about like this social scale or whatever. And, you know, I think we were all sort of weirdos and sort of picking on each other to build ourselves up. And 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 Josh, I think you were the butt of a lot of jokes, um, which obviously like I'm so sorry about. But I think that's how I remember it. And yeah, anyways. So and then Aya, I, I remember you as uh, you were a dancer, I think. And, yeah, I did lots yeah. of dance. Yeah, and and yeah, I really smart. You were way smarter than me. I think oh, I like. Oh wow! Tried to, thanks. I think I tried to cheat off of your test. I, I probably would have let you. I feel like I was. No, I think like you let me oh. up to a certain point, and then we're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> that was what's oh. so interesting to me. I said that Mike, you were like the coolest kid in the class to me as a guy, and Aya, you were that for the girls. Like. You know, it's again, we had a certain separation, right? Guys and girls in that in that way. Mm. At least to, to me, at least it seemed that way. The guys kind of stuck together and the girls kind of stuck together for the most part. Um, but amongst the girls, you were kind of. I was I, the bully I, of so, the girls. That's right. I well, was, I can't I yeah. can't I can't say that because, again, I didn't get bullied <laughs> by you. Right. Mm. Um, no, but which is good. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> it's good, yeah. yeah, you were getting enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking when you were saying, uh, Mike, that you can like sort of sub in any kid. Uh, I actually, I remember when there was one girl I would, I don't know why she, I picked her as our like target for whatever reason. Um, just, it was like an outlet for all this anger and like whatever, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that, but like, I remember when she left, she changed schools, probably because she was like, I hate that girl. I found another, I, I was like, okay, here's another one. I remember like, not deciding, but like, it, it, it's a weird, it, it is like part of you looks for the person, um, which is so messed up. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Uh, That's saying you, you, you look for somebody basically to fill that role. Yeah. And there's always, uh, so it's like, okay, that other person's gone, but there's someone else who kind of naturally fills that role next. And I mean, to be clear, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll get into this too, but like, Josh, you say like at, at school, I was, uh, you know, quote unquote, one of the cool or whatever you want to call it of the girls. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and uh, Mike, you mentioned that I went to dance at dance. I was not, I was I was the Josh. I don't know about the Josh. Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> I was the Josh Lemon of the group. Yeah, no, I was definitely the what's it called? The bullied. The bullied. The victim. Bullied. Sorry, yeah, can I just sorry. add also, Please. like Josh, you were. I remember you were also like way smarter than me. You were like really good at homework. You were like good on tech. Like right? Yeah, you got like good marks. And then Josh also. Uh, I remember you used a lot of big words, right? So like psychopath. <laughs> 
and you used it just now. <laughs> I haven't stopped and, using that one. <laughs> and defenestrate. And, um, oh, and every time word. I hear fenestration, I think of you. And 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 you used all these other big words. And then recently, when I talked to you, and I and and I and you told me what your dad does for a living. Is, yeah. is that what it, I sort of put it together? Is that why you had those big words so, in your head when you were Yes, it's, it's even more on the nose than that. Okay. So my dad had a binder of words and he wow. just liked collecting oh big, interesting really? words. Yes, he did. He, he created any word that he thought was really interesting. He like put in this binder mm. and I just remember finding that fascinating and I learned all these words that nobody else knew. And I thought I knew these secret words and I would like bring these words to school. Mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. i'd and i'd be like guys do you guys know what a bodkin is it's a dagger slash needle you know <laughs> or or do you guys yeah. know what it means to decolate someone it means to decapitate it's just uh -huh. a synonym uh -huh. and then my favorite word of course being oh, defenestrate yeah which means, it's still my still my favorite word is it to throw somebody it's my favorite word it means to Amazing. throw somebody out a window i literally wrote a short story Aya, we were in that class together you remember the short story uh, the uh -huh. creative writing class in high school yeah yeah. i wrote a short story called the defenestrator about a guy who works oh for the mob God. and his job is specifically to throw the body out the window and that was so yeah but that actually was a to be honest and i don't mean to like again this is not like a blame game going around or anything but my dad the things my dad said were like often the the direct result of like my woes at school because my dad would say things to me not realizing how I would like take it to school the word stuff was less serious but like you remember when he he told me that Canada was a rotating dictatorship um I do <laughs> and yeah so this was like a very I, we mentioned this in the other episode but my dad <laughs> my dad you know one of his like political beliefs like his appraisals of our government whatever it was is that Canada is like a rotating dictatorship not its actual, it's not, that's not what it really is, like in the textbook, but that's how he saw it, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, this is what it is. And I came to the school and I was like, hey guys, Canada's a rotating dictatorship. And the teacher's like, no, Josh, <laughs> it's yeah, not what it is. I'm like, no, no, it's not, Josh. It's not, it's not because my dad said so. <laughs> um, I'm so, my dad's always right. Um, and I do love my dad and uh, but I, I, I can tell you for certain today that he is not always right. Uh, <laughs> but um, at the time, I would bring these things and I like, I don't know, everyone, it, it made it very easy to make fun of me about that stuff. Remember how everybody would, uh, anytime someone used the word rotate, everyone would be like, oh, rotate? Like, like, a, like a rotating dictatorship? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or even a word that, that uh, wasn't rotate. Um, like you know, someone said the word circle oh circle like like rotate like rotating dictatorship and it would always come back and then it was like in the yearbook even became a thing it's so ridiculous but ridiculous. these are the things that would like take up time I don't know and it, it was such a small class that like we all knew so much about each one like I doubt that I don't know if in normal classes people get that much attention like from each <laughs> other as well right like uh, we kind of went through a very specific sort of... Uh, yeah, we had 11, 12 people in the class for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Also, yeah. all you were guilty of in that story is like loving your dad and like believing <laughs> he was right about like the government because he was smart. You were a little kid. Like, what do you know? <laughs> it was like, to me, there was an answer. It's either democracy, yeah. a dictatorship, or yeah. a rotating dictatorship. You like believe your dad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that point. Was, Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also like a thing. Like, why couldn't I just, 
I don't know, like I let that kind of thing go. I probably pushed and pushed it, which made it easier and easier to make fun of me. What kid, you know, what kid has that kind of like self-awareness that they're able to realize that their parent isn't correct? Like that's, that takes a whole other, I didn't have that either. I I brought my parents like political beliefs and I I said them like they were my own and I was very aggressive about them. That's a a normal thing to do, right? Well, how much, how much of our parents did we bring in? That's a good question. Like, how much of what we said and did was our parents? I realized looking back, that was a lot of like what I said was probably just repeating what my parents yeah. said, right? And whether it made sense, because you don't, when you're young, you're, adults are perfect, right? They're all knowing and all powerful. So at least to me, like the idea, I remember it took a long time before I even realized I could rebel. And some people learn this earlier, but to me, it didn't hit me that rebel, like you can't, it didn't make sense to rebel against your parents because they're all-knowing and all-powerful maybe not everybody saw things that way but that's how I did so I think when they told me things I that was like the word of God and you know I was (laughs) I was this messenger sometimes I would come and want to share that I don't know maybe not everybody saw it like that it all depends what your parents were like but no yeah (laughs) my my dad to be fair though wasn't um that to me was a lot less harmless than if I'm if I'm honest um you know, my dad said things like that. My mother, on the other hand, was very um, punitive when I was at, at home. Um, and it's something I can probably get into with UI in another episode. But um, what? What kind of a no, what? <laughs> no, it's, it's a whole what I mean by that is that it's sorry. No, what I mean by that is the whole thing. Can I? Um, okay. gotcha, can I gotcha. Am I allowed to ask you like a question about it? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like, I guess I'm wondering, like, how did that affect you sort of like growing up? Like, I know your dad is a, like a super sweet man. That's what I know about him. Yeah, right. very sweet. Like, a, uh, and I didn't, I don't remember your mom, really. Um, yes. Uh, so my mother, she passed when I was 16. Yeah. And that creates a or, lot of, thank you. Uh, no, that, that creates a lot of um, conflicting and weird feelings and responses in people because our idea is if somebody's mother passes our parent passes that's the worst thing in the world and in many ways it is right mm-hmm. um it, it's a it's horrible it, but you know there's nuance also to the fact that my mother for example was um also in some ways she was kind of a bully mm-hmm. um she was kind of uh, abusive uh, but I say that word, I don't say it lightly. And I also don't say that to be all encompassing because she wasn't, that didn't totally define her. My brothers and my dad might actually disagree. I think they're actually a little, I'm a little kinder on her than, than they are. Mm. Um, but she, you know, when she was good, she was good. But when she was bad, she could be very, very, she could be pretty abusive. Mm. And oftentimes that's what I came home to. So when I, when I went home from school, I had, uh, it was kind of a very uh, volatile environment there. And again, it's weird because I was like the happiest kid. I had this like, as you said, like energy. Like, so I had, I was like, for some reason, this very like generally happy kid, Mm -hmm. but like in these environments where I was getting like kind of shut down a lot. Um, So I go home, it was kind of like an environment where I got bullied at home and then I would come to school and I feel like I oh, would get bullied at school. And it, 
I mean, it wasn't even just the students and my, my mom. It was even the teachers sometimes, right? Remember Mrs. Delaney we talked about? Yeah, and you guys Previously. mentioned one of the teachers calling you motor mouth. Was that? Oh, yeah, that was grade that two. Ms. That was Kinahan? a good one. That was Miss Kinahan in grade oh, two. What an awful yeah. person. So here's the thing. I don't, I, <laughs> who I, I don't does know that? Who to like. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm interrupting. No, it's. No, it's the truth is I don't know enough to like appraise her as an entire person now, but at the time that was very hurtful when she did that. But I, I specifically also remember Mrs. Delaney, right? Who we talked about her before and Aya has bad memories of her too and how she she could be kind of a terror. Uh, but we had this teacher, I think the harder part is we had this teacher not just in one grade, we had her in grades one, three, and five. So that was a good chunk of our elementary school years yeah. that we had this teacher. I mean, every other year we'd have this teacher who would kind of terrorize us. She was also, and she was in some ways was similar to my mother. In fact, she used to tell me how much she loved my mother. <laughs> and again, this is like a teacher that, that would like tell us like if she could, she wishes she could go back to the good old days where they were allowed to beat you. <laughs> and, but you know, she couldn't do that. So she had to settle for, you know, yelling at us. Um, even if she was joking like that's a messed up joke yeah no no it was yeah she definitely and again not so black and white we had some great experiences with her too remember her reading us harry potter and whatever but she could be very punitive and very yeah i mean it's i don't know whether you should use the word abusive or not with that teacher but i think she could be um i know other people who felt that way and then yeah so between teachers like that i guess my peers at school and my mother at home, I often felt like no matter where I went, I was getting bullied. And yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was kind of my, that was kind of the life that I knew. But I also didn't know any better. I didn't think like, oh, there's like a way out of this. That was just what I had to navigate. Um, and I sucks. always tried to see. Yeah. So on one hand, that sucks. But on the other hand, I always tried to see because of my personality, I always tried to see the positive. So I always, uh, you know, when the way my mother was at home, you know, she would easily punish me if I said something in a way she like, just, mm -hmm. if I just used, so that caused me always to try to find the exact right way of saying something mm -hmm. in, in hopes that I get out of that situation, mm -hmm. you know? But in, in general, because I, I talked so much, I just naturally got punished the most of my brothers. I remember you were grounded a lot. Yes, and it was like a joke at school. Remember, I had it a shirt. A remember joke. When we all went. Yeah, remember I went to Washington with you guys. Yeah, we and all, we all made these shirts. You said you, that you were grounded, or mine said "Can't I'm grounded," and actually, a lot of people laughed. And I was like, at the time, I remember. I don't know if I've ever just said this out loud before, but at the time, like that shirt, even though it, it was very real, like it it reflected something that was going on at home for me everybody thought it was funny and they laughed and that made me feel really good. Like I had like oh. made you guys laugh. Yeah. With that shirt. <laughs> and I remember like really valuing that shirt because of that, but yeah, that's true. So you guys knew that in a sense, like I was grounded all the time. It was like a thing. My mother would often introduce things like give me things. I felt just so she could take them away as a punishment. Again, the reason I didn't want to go to too much of this is that's like, I feel like that's like a whole topic unto itself, but just to, to touch yeah. on that, I do feel, yeah. So for me, at least my experience with bullying in that sense extended out, out of school and into my home life as well. But I don't know that I think that goes to show that we often don't know what's going on 
we don't know what's going on with kids. Like you guys probably didn't know at home. Not at all. That I was dealing Not with at this all. stuff. No. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know. It like it hurts like to guys. know that yeah. and remember what, <laughs> like, cause you know how being a kid is so scary already. It's not scary, but it's like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could go back to being a kid. I, I hated it. I would never go back. It was the worst. Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't have any, mm-hmm. like, you have no agency and you're just like at the mercy of all these people. So yeah, I'm sorry to hear mer- that in addition to that, you were at the mercy of like, just, it seems like everyone was an, not an enemy exactly, but everyone was hostile in a way. Well, the worst thing to me was I was at the mercy of my own undeveloped personality. Like, unformed because I at the time because you don't blame adults around you and you don't blame your peers as much you you blame yourself so I felt that I would kept bringing this upon myself I caused my mother to to do this to me and I caused my peers to do this I caused Mrs. Delaney to yell at me you know so you tend to do that uh as a kid and I I, it's not like nowadays to be fair I think sometimes you go through a rebellious phase and it goes the other way. Then you blame the world. Some people do that. They go the other direction and they start blaming everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, to me now, I see the nuance a lot more of just the factors and everybody else being in their own, uh, in their own little world and dealing with their own problems and kind of neglecting to empathize with those around them sometimes leads to these, these scenarios. First, can I just like say, um, I think, you know, I had no idea that that was going on for you at home. Um, and, and I'm, so, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry that that's what was happening. And I know that there's, you know, conflicting feelings looking back, like, I can imagine looking back on, you know, your mother and having conf- like, there's, uh, anyways, conflicting feelings, and that must be difficult, right? And, um, and you can hold both like, yes, there could be reasons why maybe people picked on you. And at the same time, it'd be totally fucked up that people do that and that the world is like a terrible place uh, to people. And then also like that you have like a seriously like an unbreakable spirit, uh, I think yeah. like, and I, ju- I just want to say one thing is like, maybe your sort of like hyper happiness was a protective factor uh, against like a kind of a brutal world. Uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know, you know, like, uh, uh, um, a- anyway, so th- th- that's, yeah. Well, I want to say something else. Despite what we're talking about bullying in this sense, there's so many different forms of bullying, right? And to be clear, I didn't come to school and it's not like you showed up and beat me. <laughs> it's not like, it's not yeah. like, it, it's, this is not the kind of bullying that I endured in general. Very, very, very rarely did I did I endure a physical form of bullying? You know, sometimes I think people make this kind of distinction, which I think is not necessarily true, but just a kind of generalization that girls bully in a certain way and guys bully a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that guys like beat on each other and girls are like insidious and mess with you mentally. I think that can happen both ways. I guess it is rarer that girls like beat on each other physically, but I felt like I, I got more of the... The mental stuff more of the verbal stuff right I didn't get you know same also at home I think when I was very young my mother hit me too but I remember thinking oh I'd rather take that than this, this other stuff the point of saying that too is that it was I don't know it was a different sort of um, environment to have to, to navigate but also that it wasn't again so black and white that I felt like I was going to be in like physical danger like when I came to school so I also felt like I wanted to hang out with you guys Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I mean, 
we did. We, we hung friends. out and we totally. were friends as kids in a sense. All right? the time. We did things together because this is this was our friend group. Yeah, my you friend were my group friend. was also you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, totally, uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, we were friends. We hung out at all the same birthday parties, all the same. I went to your house for for yeah, uh, of course, sleepovers. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, we slept over at Pierce's house. We slept over at that. Like, yeah, I remember that stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Pierce's house. Yeah, we talked about how much I love Pierce. Pierce had the biggest house like, ever. Yeah, I also <laughs> just like love Pierce. Great guy. And, and yeah. uh, it was always really like, I guess, fun to go and hang out with like, and we would hang out as a group. I, I you know, I, I have clear memories of that. Um, and guys, yeah, do a lot of banter and a lot of like making fun of each other and uh, and, you know, and, and even like now surviving in the world, you sort of like need that a little bit to be able to you mm-hmm. know, take it as a guy, you know, whatever. So anyways. I was wondering, was there anything in your home lives that, that kind of impacted you while you were at school similarly? For me, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid growing up, like my dad was the rabbi. My dad was a rabbi. Right. Yes. That's important. That was an, that's an important point. Your dad was the rabbi. <laughs> my dad was the rabbi. And also, by the way, in a Jewish school, mm-hmm. guys, I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. But in a Jewish school, that's what made like, again, you were so much cooler because of that. Yeah, that there and the shtetl, right? If in the shtetl, I would say I would have been so popular. Um, and Aya's mom was the, our teacher. So again, you guys were, these were things that made you guys really cool. I don't know that that helped me, but. I feel that like that (laughs) maybe didn't. I don't know. Cause you're at school with your mom. I would, I would imagine that. It maybe didn't make you feel that way. (laughs) I would have been in that situation. (laughs) I was, I was relieved to get. Uh, she listened to me, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of course she does. Well, I, I, I can see it being difficult like a good to be there. Teacher. Yeah, come on. She of course. Wants to she wants but to she know, was... so I loved having her around. But I, uh, like, it, having a having your mother as a yes. teacher at your school is not, it's probably not an easy thing growing up. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, it, it has its pros and its cons. I mean, it was, it was nice that I, I ha- I could have that kind of attention if I wanted it. Um, like if I needed my mom, she was there, but it's also like a really weird way to grow up uh, to have your mom around all the time. So uh, yeah, so there's You didn't there's have that sort of bad. space that some other people did. Yeah, like I, I remember <laughs> feeling very free when I was, and I, I love my mom to bits and I, I'm so sorry. She's no, we need a special school. <laughs> it's a spa- for most people, it's a space away from kind of home, exactly. home environment. And you know, my mom is, is uh, she doesn't hold back her opinions of how we should live and what we should do. So she, she's very understanding on the one hand, especially now, but it's not like she was like, yeah, you know, you do what you want. She was not that kind of mother. She was like the, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember her telling everyone in the class that they have to date Jewish and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just, uh, so it's weird to have that, like, everywhere, to have that kind of authority everywhere, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Mom. <laughs> you were talking what about, about you, Mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I was saying, oh, so, yeah. So my dad was a rabbi, so then it, like, it, it ha- I have, there was this sort of built-in pressure, right? Because the, uh, the rabbi is often this, like, moral character in the community, and his family is a reflection of him, and uh, sort of a pressure and and I rebelled against any of that and I thought organized religion was stupid and I was like 
I, I remember I read Malcolm X's autobiography when I was like in grade six or something. And oh, wow. I was like, I am going to become a, a, a member of the nation of Islam. Uh, and I was like, I'm converting, like, you know, and um, <laughs> um, so I was like, I guess one of those kids. So, and, and yeah, so sorry, that was like sort of combined with um, this like pretty hard home life of, you know, my parents were, um, my parents eventually got divorced, but took many years of sort of like working through it slash arguing um, and like fighting at home. And I was a sensitive kid. And so I would like stay up and listen to them fight. And, um, you know, it, it affected me. That stuff is terrible. Like, like, I think it's often understated when parents are fighting, the kind of fighting that would lead to divorce, mm-hmm. that is devastating to kids. That messes you up. And I, I, my parents did that too. Like they totally should have divorced. That's horrible. That, that messes with you. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it messed with me. It's not the worst, you know, it's, it's not even close to the worst, uh, you know, and I, you know, a lot of the kids that I meet with um, these days are much stronger than me dealing with much worse things, right? But, but it still affected me. Uh, and, and it was still hard. And I think I had a lot of anger. And I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin, too. Like, I think my, yeah, uh, you know, like body issues and feeling whatever and becoming a human who has like, sexuality and you know I just like so I think like a lot of things were going on for me remembering that time period in my life but I think it was hard for me sort of yeah I think I think I had a tendency to sort of like disassociate or whatever and so I think like anger or fighting was sort of a were you very angry as a kid yeah I think I was pretty angry I think I had like a lot you know I got into a, a fair amount of fights and I think I I yeah, I had a lot of sort of test. I still do. Like, I think part of my life was figuring out how to get all that out in healthier ways, right? Which is why I run for like three hours all the time. Uh, and oh, wow. I hear you're a runner, so uh, we can talk. <laughs> we can talk about that later. I, I, I hate it every time. <laughs> but yeah, so do I. So do I. It's the worst thing in the entire world. Um, the other night, I like threw up. It, it's terrible. Okay. Oh wow. Anyways, but um, I forget what I was saying. Um, I was asking if you're in it. You said you had a lot of like angry. anger. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's that's what I'm saying is how it relates to the bullying is I think I brought a lot of that with me. Um, I, I brought a lot of that with me. I brought a lot of that like anger um, and mistrust and, and sort of like um, needing to separate from the things that might keep you up at night. Right. Um, so needing to re- like that deep of a feeling, if you want to cover it up, you need to go for something pretty intense right so that could be and so that would be fighting or that would be uh picking on some someone or whatever i think anyways um yeah so at the start of the episode i you know i you mentioned um we talk about bullies the bullied and then also being both in a sense because oftentimes it's not that simple right that somebody is falls into the role of being a bully or being bullied, right? And you and I, when we had recently um, reconnected, Mike, Michael, sorry, <laughs> uh, you had mentioned that it wasn't that simple for you either, right? That like, oftentimes you found yourself, and I think Aya, you said the same thing, that like you guys have found yourselves the, the victims of uh, bullying in other circumstances. I was wondering if you guys wanted to touch on that at all. Yeah, well, I mean, I also, um, so talking, because when I heard 
um, I could explain it, it kind of makes sense too. Like, I feel like sometimes when home life doesn't feel it, it's so out of your control that you kind of look for a way to control things when you're, when you can. And in school, it's, it was easier because I mean, you could, it's almost like you could, um, I don't know, you just, if you had the right insult or the right, I know that's like, but even just the right way of putting something, it feels like you're the one in control. And mm. yeah, in a way it's an outlet in a way it's a, uh, yeah, you're, you get to exert something that you, that you, where you feel, you feel powerless at home, but at least you have some power somewhere. I don't know if that, if that resonates oh, so it gives you, you the feeling of power. Some power, some you don't control. Have. Cause like, as a, I mean, you're just at the, at the mercy of everyone else's, whatever's happening to everyone else. Or what, things are just happening to you when you're a kid and you don't really get to choose. So um, just to kind of piggyback on the whole like anger stuff. I mean, I, I was angry as well. And I, I mean, I still have some anger stuff I've been told sometimes. So, I mean, uh, I, I definitely, I can, I can understand that. And um, I think so and sorry, I didn't mean to go backwards, Josh, but no, actually, I feel like I, I got ahead question. with my question no, it's okay. and I realized you didn't get a chance to really touch on no, that topic. Okay. So I'm glad that you are. It's okay. Cause it also goes into the next. So like, I mean, I've mentioned already a few times, but like at, at dance school, I was, um, I was definitely not popular. And if anything, like anything I said was like a reason to, you know, make fun or whatever. And uh, I remember the first time there was this one girl for some reason decided that I would be her victim, if you want to call it, call it that. And um, one of the first times she was doing this, I don't know why I got pissed off. I was a scrawny little kid. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I was very small. But for some reason, my response to her when she was like, really, she just wouldn't stop. And I punched her in the stomach. And <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't laugh, as, as you do. I just, I just didn't expect <laughs> that's the theme of this podcast. Apparently, stomach punching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, "This is how you isn't this how you stand up for yourself?" And you, you know, sometimes that helps you, but sometimes it really doesn't. I remember. So then, her little sister was in a like I talked to her in a dance class. She goes, "Do you like my sister?" And I was like, "I don't know. I mean, she's kind of mean to me." And she's like, "Cause she, you punched her in the stomach, and then she threw up at home." And I was like. I don't think you throw up like three hours. Now I'm like, I don't think you throw up like three hours after, but <laughs> okay. At the time I was like, oh shit. And I remember that was kind of, cause it was early on that it was like the stomach punch, but I mean, this just, it kind of went on for a while. And I just, um, I never really like, yeah, I wanted to be their friend, but I also had like, my response was always angry. So like, Josh, you, I, I, I marvel at your, resilience in some ways because I would I mean I I responded with like um you know insults back at that like that doesn't help like I would just I would try for like kind of the the low road whereas you're just kind of like you, you know you were kind of I don't know was my road. was my road the high road I don't know it was just, I mean you <laughs> you maintain some sort of like you you were just like a happy go lucky dude that we were <laughs> you were you know, you could say that you were bullyable. Oblivious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor choice of words on my part. Um, well, I, I, no, no. I, I, sorry, if I can just say, like, you know, it didn't, it didn't break you, and it didn't, it didn't, like, yeah. like people weren't treating you right, and for a lot of kids, that can, 
make things really, really bad for them, or, you know, they start doing drugs or they start um, getting into serious trouble or they fight back against people who are stronger than that, you know, like, uh, and, 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 and kids get into bad situations because of that. Um, and, but, but you like you didn't, so you did take some sort of higher road to get to where you are, who you are now. Um, you know, like that's apparent to me, uh, but Josh. I think Josh. he's talking to me. I'm talking to Josh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I will say like. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I, sure. I, I was like, I appreciate <laughs> You're great too, Aya. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, yeah. No, I, I, Michael, Mike, Michael, I appreciate that for sure. But I will say that like growing up, like the way you guys handled things, to me, I wish I could be that way sometimes, right? I wish I could, to me, that was courageous sometimes the way you could stand up to things like that, right? If I had you, you, the idea to me, even just hearing that right now, some girl is bullying you and you punched her in the stomach. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, well, uh, sure, maybe it doesn't help. And the violence is never the answer, yeah. right? But yada, yada. But like, yeah. you stood up for yourself right there, right? Sure, I cried and, soon afterwards if that makes you feel <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you should have necessarily punched anybody. Although it's funny, we were just saying, like, what guys are the ones you're physical and girls aren't in, <laughs> yeah. in our story here I had two older brothers, it's only the <laughs> but to me I mean look the way the way things are handled when we're kids is so like we don't know anything right we're we're, we're guessing at our responses right but you at least have the wherewithal to to realize I'm not being treated well and I need to do something about this Josh right can I ask you a question Josh um like, I guess when later in your life, like when your mom passed, did you, was there any a sense of like freedom or something changed that like, cause you said you were punished a lot, sometimes for no reason. Um, and was there some sense of like, I'm not going to be like, you, you could do more things. Uh, did you feel that at all in your life or, or not really? Yes. And that's where, it's weird to tell people that sometimes because yeah. um, to hear like that doesn't mean that the opposite isn't also true. Like I, I gained some things and I lost things all at once. Absolutely. Right. And, it, and you, then I felt guilty about feeling good about the things that I gained. Right. Yeah. So for example, my mother, as she was as punitive as she was, everybody, a lot of people have rules as kids, you know, like your parents tell you, you have to do this, do that. Right but I got like punished every time I didn't <laughs> stick to some rule like that was, that was made of probably a lot more than others. Suddenly all those rules were gone. And my dad wasn't the type of person to enforce rules. <laughs> so we went from one extreme to another extreme, you know, in high school, I went from, from like, I don't know, like have to be in bed by this specific time, no TV, no this, no that. You can only eat this, only eat that. I don't know. These are very vague <laughs> rules, but I can remember, but basically I went from that to, you can do anything you want. You can stay up as late as you want. You can talk to whoever you want. You can go out and come back whenever you want. There was literally no more enforcement of rules or even my dad didn't, I don't even remember him having any, probably don't waste money or something. It's probably the only rule that I, I can look at <laughs> That one's, that one's stuff. But, you know, and that led to freedom and also me having a terrible sleep cycle, which has lasted to this day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that also meant, yes, I, I suddenly had this freedom from um, that sort of bullying at home. And honestly, it also affected me at school. I think a lot of people had heard Josh's mom died. 
even the people who made fun of me um, and didn't treat me well. And I think that elicited some empathy and maybe even triggered some empathy in some people who weren't, who weren't feeling it before. And I did get treated better after that happened uh, in general, you know? And then I even remember somebody, there was like a kid once who, who made fun of, I think right after my mom died, like, in, like a kid tried to use that against me. He had to be like, well, your mom's dead. So uh, You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then That's at first of all, it was so ridiculous to yeah. me at the time that I didn't even what? bother me. I was like, okay, buddy. <laughs> okay. But I remember other, other kids heard that all right. and they came up to me and they were like, hey, Josh, you want us to like beat his ass? Oh, nice. Time? And I was <laughs> like, like, I remember yes. sitting there and, and no, no, I was like, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, move. that's a power be. move. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> That was the first time I felt that sort of uh, that sort of power. But then I'm like, wait, I feel this because my mom died. It was just like a weird. It was weird. That's all I can say. But to answer your question, yes, things changed. Some things for the better, and then yeah, also I didn't have a mom anymore, which had a lot of negative sides to it as well. Um, to this day, I think because I didn't have a mother through some important years. I, ha- I seem to be missing certain skills, like life skills and certain ways of interacting with the world that you learned from your mother that I didn't, I didn't have. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed some of my quirks. I, sometimes I feel like some of those, I don't know, you, you, know, you know, who notices these things? I think like my, like my girlfriend, <laughs> like she'll, she'll oh, notice okay. things. I'll be like, like what quirks? Yeah. <laughs> What's something? Yeah, <laughs> what are things that like you think like a mother would teach you like are these like, you know as you're like related or cooking are they what? i'm thinking matzo ball soup i'm thinking oh. <laughs> that's, that's... you know um, what though i actually i only did just start cooking uh-huh. um i don't it depends if it's your mother or your father but i never learned like even to this day like i don't know how to do certain life like, i don't know taxes as a maybe for example but like just things that i've really organizing organizational skills that your mother teaches you i think i don't know this maybe maybe it's just what i think i would have learned from my mother mm. uh because those were things she was really good at mm. also i i really wish she was around today so that i could confront her about all these things as an adult and have a conversation and try to learn more about her as a as not this person who had all this power over me but someone i could talk to as an adult, as two separate adults and try to, and try to understand her better and see how she would respond to the me of today. But also I might not be the me of today if, you know, what happened didn't happen. So it's really hard to, you know, but again, yeah, that's, that's, um, sorry. Sometimes when, when I start talking about this stuff, I start thinking this is, again, this is like a whole, a whole topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what were, we, what were we talking about before? I think we were talking about <laughs> being bullied ourselves. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. And I would say for me, like I, I was bullied a lot as a kid. Uh, you know, I was fat. So I don't know if you guys remember that, but I was like very fat. Uh, I never saw you as fat. I don't remember very fat. I remember you don't you remember really... me fat? Oh, I was fat. I, I remember. I mean, you were a bigger guy. Like, you were in a sense, bigger but I, to me, that was just more like... powerful as a kid. I was, kid, you look at- I was punch, I was punch ball. I was fat. I, 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 uh, I, I've gone through different periods of like being fat in my life, but I was fat growing up. Um, and I was made fun. That was like what I was primarily made fun of for at different places, like early on at camp, but, but at school and, and in that like, sort of like Jewish community, I guess. And I had some people who believed me. Um, 
And may I ask, what was your response when that, when that would happen? If someone made fun of like made a joke, would you laugh with that or would you? Yeah. I'm curious. No, I mean, I became self-deprecating early on. I, you know, humor was my uh, deflection. And, and I think like, you know, I think early on, actually, as we were talking earlier, I got a flash of something and I wrote it down because, you know, I think like my brother is like this amazing guy. He's a Hasidic rabbi now. And my brother has always done Eric Yisrael Lander as he goes by. And (laughs) he's a, he's a great guy, but he's always been very much himself, no matter what. And so when you're young and you are like that, sometimes you can get picked on if you like, are like, no, I'm wearing this shirt. This is the shirt I love. It doesn't matter if no one thinks it's cool. Okay. So sometimes people will pick on you. And I think I, I would overhear the older kids sometimes pick on my brother, make fun of him behind his back. And I think that affected me as like a little, little, little kid. I got a flash of that. And I sort of was like, oh, you got to be cutthroat in this world or you're just going to get destroyed. And I, I remember the social world being a really scary place, really scary. And, you know, still is, but used to be way more scary. And I felt like I really had to, I really had to like move my way strategically through it. And sometimes that was like stepping on other people to get to, to, to be more popular, right? Like, I don't know, is that called a social climber or no, that's not even, it's, it's just this image of a climber. Uh, that whatever sounds so, like you were trying to survive it, it, yeah yeah it's yeah, a defense you you develop these mechanisms defense mechanisms and sometimes they were like preemptive attacks yeah exactly. preemptive strikes yeah like i i remember i was saying this uh yeah like i remember when i first got to high school i went to this new school where i knew no one and i was like where am i gonna eat the first day i just need to find someone to eat lunch with on the first day the rest i'll figure out uh, or else I'm going to be labeled a loser and uh, everything. And then the rest of my life's going to be over. So, so I was like, my plan was like, I'm going to make fun of every single teacher um, in every single period leading up to lunch. I'm going to lean over to the person beside me, make fun of the teacher. And, and that's how I'm going to meet someone. And I did, uh, you know, like that first person I leaned over, I made fun of the teacher. We, he made fun of the teacher back. We started talking and that's who I ate lunch with for the first like month of high school until I met other people and sort of moved on but this sort of this idea of like attacking others or making fun of people is sort of this weird social thing so I remember being very like strategic about it you I just I don't know who I I feel like I was talking to someone who went to central the high school you went to recently I can't remember who it was are you are you telling my I told you this you <laughs> okay, it was you were talking to Aya, and Aya, this is her story. Wait, what? Are you, is it? Yeah, it I know be. someone. Okay, tell me the okay. story. Well, yeah. So first, I I have to say Did it's you... it's really interesting that it was so intentional because it never seemed that way. Like I I always looked at it as like some people go through this so effortlessly, you know, and and it it seemed like it was effortless. And then to the story that Josh is still wondering if is this the, so Josh, is this the, I told you. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I know someone. So I was talking about the podcast. Someone listened to it who I know in London who who went to oh, Central. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe this is maybe and he said, I, I have talked to other people who went to Central. Uh-huh. I want to point this out. Uh-huh. But you might be right. You might be right. I think I think <laughs> I told you this, Josh. So, so what is um, okay. So I said like so he said, oh, I, I know Michael, I knew Michael Lander. And I said, oh yeah, like I went to school with him. And he said, he his memory of you was in the cafeteria, like as a cool guy and that like people were just coming to you and like coming and sitting with you. And you were just like the chill, 
you described you as a cool Jewish guy. I was like, no, that was like, <laughs> I guess like there weren't that many Jews at, at, uh, at Central. I don't know. So that was, that was a pre, uh, like I hadn't said anything about what our impression of you or that you were the cool dude in like, like that was, uh, so that was the grade. This nine. must've been, this must've First been First day it, of, of grade nine. <laughs> at central yeah then yeah eventually i eventually i made friends I, I eventually hung out with whoever i probably figured out who was the coolest and tried to become friends with them or mm. who was the hot, hot, hottest i guess uh, girl but yeah um so i was really fat and right and 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 i and i was and i've dealt with that my whole life like and and eventually at some point you know i i i stopped eating right and stopping eating is this is an eating disorder <laughs> okay yes, yeah. but as a kid you're just like okay I just won't eat um you know I just won't eat until I lose all this weight because everyone's making fun of me and no girls are talking to me and whatever in fact I I met a girl recently uh or I you know someone recognized me from a bat mitzvah and they my nickname was squish right so I was fat I was my nickname was squish it's kind of cute but anyways yeah so um and, and I, and, but, but people like there were these older guys who, who bullied me a lot. And, and, you know, I think that in many ways, like led to me sort of like, um, hating my body, like not liking myself. Uh, and I think a lot of people go through that. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of mostly women, but a lot of guys too. Right. And, and I think me, I was one that did go through that a lot. And, and it's sort of, it's sort of like socially rewarded to lose a lot of weight and no one's wondering how you know if you sort of starved yourself to it but I think like that was also sorry that's in the theme of sort of like strategic social stuff that you mm. do because we live in a world that is not nice and rewards people who are better looking and you know when you're young that's that's how you understand it and um, unfortunately it's not so far from like the truth of this world and um, uh, so I was susceptible to that and uh yeah it's so interesting that you you like like I'm sorry that you had to that you were like going through that and it's interesting because I never like when I look back at you I just saw Michael's so cool he's like this guy at the top you know I I, I never thought he's going through anything of his own like I didn't that didn't hit me in any way I just thought I if I could have been you in many ways I probably would have you know um and that's just so interesting to uh I guess it's just very impactful to hear that, uh, you know, you were, everyone's kind of fighting their own little battles, right? And that's, I, I think I said this before on this podcast, but, you know, it's really hard to empathize with others when we're fighting like battles of our own. Mm. Like, you don't, you're not putting yourself in somebody else's shoes when you're struggling to walk in yours. Um, wow, that's a good line. Yeah, seriously. Did you, uh, did you come up with that or is that? <laughs> Actually, just came up with that. So there you go. I get. I get. There, really? there, there's something I didn't. That's yeah. true. Quite impressive. Yeah, that's true. a quotable quote. It feels like a. It feels like a mishmash of some other quotes, but you know. <laughs> oh, that's pr that's pretty. Uh... No, but you're right. Like, uh, I, I, you're you're so right uh, that we were all sort of like figuring out how to live in our own shoes and struggling to do it. We couldn't even see really understand the people around us, or you know, um, yeah. that's that's uh, really interesting, Josh. There was this one guy who who bullied me a lot, um, and um, for being fat, and and 
uh, and, and, and I've held on a lot of like resentment, but you know, it, it relates to what Josh was saying in that, like, he was sort of like this guy I wanted to be friends with, you know, and, and that's sort of like the twisted part of it, I guess, like he was sort of a friend, but no, I thought it was cool. And I would be hanging out with him, but he'd be making fun of me, whatever. So it affected me a lot. And, and I, and I, when I left, uh, you know, when everyone went to this one high school and I went to the other one, it was largely because like the, that kid and his group of friends were at that other high school. And I oh, was really, like, yeah, I was like, fuck that. I'm I not didn't know going that. There. Oh, smart. Yeah. I was like, so you no chose, way. you purposely, you told your family, I want to go to this other high school because basically it was because of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't tell anyone that, but I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to start fresh and I don't want to be around these people anyway so years go by I joined the football team I'm I'm getting ripped whatever no I'm just joking but I uh, <laughs> I you know I I you know I'm in high school and and whatever and fighting is like a thing in high school and so I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna fight this guy who bullied me I'm gonna find out where he is and I'm gonna I'm gonna go fight him so I like I go I I I I find out there's a school dance, like the school you guys went to, there was a school dance. So I'm like, I'm going to go to that school dance and I'm going to fight him there. So I show up at the school dance and I go inside and I approach him and I'm, I get in his face and I'm like, Hey, you know, like whatever possible. I'm like, you know, you fucker, you, you picked on me. Do you remember that? And, uh, and, and I was like, let's go outside. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I was such a terrible person back then. And I was dealing with like, uh, you know, my mom had died and I was like so hurt then. And I am like, and I'm so sorry. And I was such an asshole and I never meant anything. And, um, and, and, and I like looked at him. I remember I looked at him and I like thought for a second. And then I just like, I hugged him. And then I turned around and I walked out. Um, and that was it. And that was sort of like a little bit of me, like, uh, yeah, sort of like, uh, I don't know, it was a little bit transformational and I guess a little bit of like letting go of that. And like, sometimes, you know, sometimes I talk about with people like the things that chase us, like we're running away from, you know, what, what difference it would make to sort of like turn around. Um, and sometimes it's that idea of like turning around and hugging something that has hurt you so much um, can be pretty powerful. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was like a thing that, that, that happened. Yeah. Wow. No, that's like a, that's beautiful. That's, that's like, you know, that, and that's, that's quite something. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like in talking to you, I have a similar sort of not similar because I didn't, I, it's not like I want to find Michael Lander and fight him. Uh, <laughs> because I, I honestly, I mean, we hadn't talked in years, but over, over time, I'd seen glimpses of you on social media and things going on. And I was aware that you were like a good guy. You're like a really good guy. And I never brought a specific, I don't know if it's the same for you guys. I like, I never, I never brought a specific kind of animosity towards an individual like you. I never thought like, oh, Michael Lander, like if I could just see, you know, he's, I'm going to find him. Like I kind of, because I, I was able to see like, oh, that was, you as a kid was not, you know, we grew up, you know, there was another kid in our class actually, who I had a lot of issues with. I won't point out names right now, but we had, um, we'd met up years later too. And 
I was actually a little worried about this. We hadn't had like a good interaction until this. I don't know. We went up, we went up for frozen yogurt. This is like me coming back from, I mean, I'm in LA now. I live in Los Angeles. I came back home and he happened to be there at that time as well. And we got frozen yogurt together. And again, he's the, he was the nicest guy in the world. Like he was, he was super sweet. And I could see while I was sitting there that he had this, there was this anxiety that he was like sitting with, like that he could say the wrong thing. And he was, he was just everything he wanted to say. He wanted, he was very careful to be kind and sweet. And we immediately like, I think took that rug of anxiety, pulled it away and realized like, dude, you're awesome. Like clearly, you know, we're adults now. You're uh, hopefully we're good people. We could, we could be friends. You know, we don't have to be living in that kind of the uh the pain of the past of you know whatever we went through and so yeah, I remember thinking you know for, for me that was uh one of the earlier points where I realized you know it's not I couldn't hold the animosity against the person because people grow up and they change again unless there's some sort of psychopath that isn't capable of empathy as soon as people gain a sense of empathy that's often when you when they really you know fully form and become um good compassionate adults so even though I hadn't talked to you Michael I had seen enough to know like, oh, he's clearly a good guy. And for the longest time, I, I, just, I guess we never have done it, but I wanted to like reach out and just get together for a meal or something at some point, you know, now it's harder during the pandemic, but I hope we still can do that. Mm-hmm. But what I do think we bring with us is it's not a personal individual animosity, but I did bring something with me, if I'm being honest, like I, based on how I, what I had to deal with as a kid, I always felt like I had something to prove growing older there's a part of me that maybe subconsciously even that says oh I'm gonna show all of them right I'm gonna the people who treated me a certain way it's not even the people but just the this type of world that you know was that way to me I'm going to succeed in a certain way and they're gonna see that and I'm going to I'm gonna show them I think early on when I was younger, it probably was a little more individual like that, you know, a little more personal. But as I got older and I realized there's nobody to, to prove that to anymore, you know, all these people would probably be really happy for me. They're all really good people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, it, it I am happy come for about you. that. <laughs> or, sure. See, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're the nicest person. <laughs> it's not even about that anymore, but, but it was, if I'm honest, it was a motivator at first, right. To kind of, um, yeah. to make something of myself you know, ah, the kid that was bullied became, you know, whatever. But I also was adamant to myself that I wasn't going to be like a bad guy version of that. <laughs> there's people who, you know what I mean? We all know those yeah, people yeah. that seem to be bullied and then they become like some like uh-huh, ruthless uh-huh. CEO or uh-huh. something. So you have a good like <laughs> villain backstory, Josh. <laughs> That's so sad. That's like, still coming. I- yeah, you're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hopefully it's not a villain backstory, but um. I mean, you could have like if you were to write a villain, that would be like a very poignant backstory, you know. <laughs> I guess I guess you're right in that regard, but I think what helps too, and let's be honest, is if to this day, if those people ended up being that terrible still then maybe that could have been the case you know and then I'd see I have a different world view but instead I've watched those people grow and change and become wonderful people and I started to understand the way we fall into these roles it's just basically a switch from you know whether we're able to empathize and whether we haven't yet so I don't know I just uh 
I don't know about you guys, but uh, it helped propel me forward into who I am today, but I don't hold any personal animosity. And I just want to say to you, Michael, like you're incredibly charismatic to this day. It's like looking at you right now, like I enjoy being in your presence and I don't get like a flashback. Some people do this. I think if they're around somebody that they maybe uh, treated them badly as a kid or something, it's not like I'm sitting here going, getting a negative feeling. I'm really happy to be around you. So that's got to say something. It's not like, it's probably different for other people. There's other people who, who have been bullied in ways that maybe it's hard to come back from and you can never tell anybody to, you have to forgive and forget or whatever. But I don't think, even though we, we had a bit of this relationship, like we said, we were also friends as kids and we, we have a lot of great memories together too. So I don't want to pigeonhole you as a bully because that's not fair. Because that's not who you are. I don't think that's who you were either, right? I experienced some of that from you, but that's not who you are or were. Um, I think it's important to not, because sometimes when people get defined a certain way, then there's also self-fulfilling prophecies and things like that. And I think it's important to not uh, define ourselves in such black and white terms. So I wouldn't want to define you as a bully and I wouldn't want to define me as a victim of bullying, mm. right? Yeah, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I appreciate you saying that, Josh. I, I you know, I think, I mean, that, that me that, does mean a lot to me, um, you saying that, that that's not who I am. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, for, for me, I've gone through different sort of like transformations in my life of, of becoming a different person, becoming the person I am now. And, um, you know, and I think that like, sort of like looking back, sometimes we, you know, I, one thing that you were saying about like wanting to prove something, you know, and, and, and wanting to sort of like, you know, that revenge success type of thing like that, that is like, that's good stuff, right? It, you know, as long as you don't sort of get stuck in it, which, which you haven't, and, and it doesn't start to run your life forever, like, that's good stuff. And sometimes we have to look back on the, the things that have happened to us and some of the bad and use it as fuel, right? And, and learn lessons from it and use it to push us forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we, we need that, right? Like growth is built on suffering and all, all that stuff, right? So, um, yeah, but now I have questions for Aya. Uh, I mean, oh, like, what do, what do what do you think um, ab about all this? And <laughs> what do you think about like looking? Yeah, you've been back? a little quiet there, Aya. Yeah, but my question I have, is, like, I'm just because this. You guys have these like incredible stories, and I'm like, I'm just listening. I'm just. I mean, I was thinking like, well, partly with the you know the story of confronting your bully and then hugging him, or like even now, it's an just, incredible story. Yeah, it, and Josh, and just like, I don't know, you guys talking now, like, the more you know someone, just the harder it is to hold any kind of grudge, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, there's so many threads. What, what did you want to know? Well, my question is, like, <laughs> if when you look back on, like, your childhood yeah. and, our, and our time when we were younger, like, when you were young, like, uh, is there anything that sort of, like, happened to you or something that sort of, like, hurt you that for a long time maybe was really hard or that had eventually maybe you used as fuel or used to teach you a lesson or I, I don't yeah. know. Anything Do you hold any grudges yourself for anything in your childhood or any anger that you still hold on to? Yeah. Um like from our group of people like from our group whether our group, yeah. whether from dance, whether from anything. I mean from dance that I, I I've I've carried on just thinking that I'm not that I'm very awkward and don't know what to say which 
I mean, they proved because anytime I said something, they'd be like, what are you saying? That's like the weirdest thing you could say. So the whole idea that I'm strange and like don't uh, like understand social interactions. I mean, some of it comes from there. I think like at school, like, I mean, I didn't feel particularly, uh, this is kind of dumb, but like, it's very nice that you say I'm smart, but I always was, I never felt like I was very pretty, like, which is kind of, a, I, I mean, I was, I was a very awkward as most of us were. So I think I carried that a little bit for a little while. I started straightening my hair starting in like grade nine. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm, t- I'm tired of being this like ugly girl and like all these photos, like I'm going to be, and I mean, nobody really, well, there were some comments, which like teenage boys make, uh, I remember I was standing next to a friend of mine and someone said, it's like a, a mountain in a valley. And uh, I was the, what does that which mean? is a weird thing to say. I don't Sorry. understand it. I, what does that mean? It barely makes sense. Uh, Cause no. one of us was more developed than the other one. Oh, also <laughs> uh, me as in grade eight, I was or growing up. I was like, Oh, I is so pretty. By the way, like you were not an ugly girl. Yeah. Really? My, I want to say yeah, my baby. child, mine, you were like the hot, a hot girl. I, uh, Are you sure? Do you I, realize that, I'm like, sure. just similar to Michael here too? <laughs> wow, that's Michael so was nice. Like, I care more about that than intelligence, apparently. No. <laughs> what was Both of you guys were again. Yeah. We're the top of like the top of the class for a reason. You know what I mean? Like we're seen that way for a reason, right? You guys it were the never... coolest, and you guys were were all. You know what I mean? That it wasn't like ah, they're the coolest, but also ugly. Like it, it wasn't never... like that, you know? Man, no, I because w- I mean I lo- I've looked at the photos and I remember like it's everything. I mean, one, I never got attention from like, or the kind of attention, like, you know, when you're in like grade seven, eight and you start like, that wasn't, I didn't get that sort of attention. There were uh, six guys in the Sorry, class. Mike, I'm gonna, <laughs> you did name me, uh, you gave me the nickname NB for no oh butt. Oh no. I'm so oh sorry. my God. We could totally cut that. No, we're, we're not totally cutting cut anything. That. <laughs> no we're not cutting anything no no we'll cut i am a terrible person no it's okay i mean i it's wow. fine i i don't know why that one stuck i mean like i was a later you know uh whatever but uh i'm but are you saying but like like but as in oh man but i i remember thinking like oh i guess that's not a good thing because i was i was scrawny like super scrawny and you know you think you think skinny is good, but like too skinny isn't good. And, you know, you just like, we all have this, this stuff, right? Like, um, no, I'm, I'm fine with my, I mean, this is, it sounds like, like you, the insecurity is, is real. And we've insecurities, about insecurities before, yeah. but, and but, I mean, it wasn't but just the, that, at, but the yeah. way you were perceived, I can tell you, I had one of the guys, no guy, we weren't standing around going, I is ugly. At least I don't remember this. I mean, uh, in fact, like I said, you were, you were at the top of a, of a lot of things. That's so. very nice. I it never felt that way until like later it, in high school. Yeah, I was I was fine. Like like I was comfortable. I was like, okay, I straightened my hair, so now I'm okay. I put in I straightened my hair. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, all you have to do is straighten your hair. We good. Because <laughs> I straightened my hair and put in contacts, and I would wear my hair loose. But I remember like my hair like slicked back in a ponytail, the glasses on. Like I've seen pictures, and I'm like, oh my god, what was wrong with me? Um, we were all disgusting. and yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's a that's a bad thing. We were all so weird back then. We were so uh, weird. We were no, so it was. Weird. I'm pretty. There were enough comments that I was like, okay, so I'm not. I know that I'm skinny and that's supposed to be good, but I don't think I'm. Anyways, um, it's amazing the way even a single comment can yeah. stick with us. 
Yeah. It's weird. Uh, forever. I bet when you, I bet, like, again, I don't know the, all the I'm details. I'm so sorry that I, yeah. Well, I think it's probably, it's probably, it's probably good to, to, like to be able to or, talk this out yeah. now. Yeah. But like, I can't, I don't know the, the whole context of the, the no butt thing or whatever, but like, I can imagine. <laughs> I can we were imagine. playing a sports game. We were in the park playing and you were like, hey, NB. And I was like, oh, I have a nickname. And I was like, and I was like, what is it? And then you were like, it stands for no. <laughs> but like I, I can imagine it didn't mean it was like something that you know Michael probably thought he was being funny he didn't mean anything by it. it's not like he went home and, and started thinking about like you know like no, that it, it was, meant anything right? it was like a funny thing but I I mean it just uh you know once I realized that that wasn't like I was like I don't think that's supposed to be good and I, so it wasn't just at school I I danced too like um I remember one time like the teacher said something about me being well it was actually very nice she was like oh you know something those like big eyes so so pretty so she said something and I remember all the girls went oh my god and they were all like making these things and then I came by and they were like I don't know what she's talking about like you know what girls do and I was just like okay so I'm awkward looking I get it I'm I'm aware fine so anyways this has just turned into me uh no this is uh, important to see what you're basically telling us is how these comments make you redefine your own self and identity and how you view yourself which is very upsetting because it's like <laughs> you just in all like I don't I guess there's no such thing as being objective but like you look more than fine I, you're great Thanks, thank you thank you no <laughs> I, you I, know, I mean I, like and I, I didn't I wasn't day, asking no, for this Doug, I, I know you weren't just I know you weren't her. <laughs> yeah it's, and make it all go away it's it's more it's, it's important that you hear this at one time or another no and but now like, I'm, I'm fine I my self-esteem is very I don't I'm fine like everything's good <laughs> I if anything I have too much self-esteem but like no um but when you're but young like, that can really affect you when you're yeah. young yeah and it's just and like an there's still parts of me that like it's kind of a weird thing because like even though objectively I'll be like oh, okay <laughs> everything's fine I'm you know if by general social standards everything's okay it's just like it still sticks with you. It's like that, that awkward little girl is totally there. Like she's, mm -hmm. and sometimes I see it in the mirror or like, sometimes I, I feel like I'm still that person, but I don't know if you guys still like Mike, you were saying. I still like think I'm, the, stuff, I still like, think I'm an annoying kid. You know, I still think that right. I, it stays with me that I'm this, uh, the things that were said to me in elementary school and high school, uh, you know, uh, have stuck with me too. You know, it's true that people, what was maybe throwaway lines or didn't mean anything to the people who said them. It's yeah. true that stuff stays with you, right? Yeah. And, and if I can just add to that, like, I still think I'm fat, right? Like e every day and no matter how much weight I'm, I'm going to lose. Yeah. Right. And so it, it's sort of this, the same as what you guys are saying. And, and, and we always see that hurt part of us, like, and that weak part of us, right. When we look in the mirror, because when you raise For me, sure. it's interesting. Cause I always, talk about that how we let we we see the worst in ourselves and even in your example of like I thought you were like this like hot grade sevener and 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 but you thought I didn't the opposite right about yourself um and so it really does speak to this disconnect between how we feel about ourselves and how we see ourselves and how others see us um yeah. you know we look in the mirror we immediately see our flaws and 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 the the worst parts of us right like I you know we grab our love handles we call ourselves disgusting we like you know stick yeah. our bellies out right but but no one would ever do that to us or see us that way um yeah 
can I ask you then, Michael, because you're, you're a social worker now. Like, well, one, two questions, I guess. How do we get past some of these things that stick with us maybe today? And how do we, you know, deal with them today? And also, how do we, it's a big question, but what are some of the things we can do to, I guess, prevent or stop bullying at the, at the core? Yeah, so I'll just answer those super easy questions right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real quick. Just, uh, uh, sure, how do we stop bullying we at and, the and core? World, world peace at well, right? Yeah, if you, how do we get uh, past the yeah. things that haunt us? Yeah, uh-huh. No, but... Um, <laughs> well, I just assume you're a social worker, so you just have all the answers, uh, yeah. like, just right away. No, I don't have all the answers, but but we can think about it. I mean, I think, like, uh, I think... a. I think there's like, um, I think a big part of our, like moving forward with our lives is like this uh, dual action of like acceptance and commitment, I think. Uh, and because like acceptance of the past, except like, I think a, I, a big thing for me is acceptance. So, so like a lot of our insecurities, a lot of our pain, a lot of our hurt, we spend a lot of energy running from it. We spend a lot of energy pushing it away or, avoiding it or covering it up or excusing it or saying sorry for it, whatever. And that energy often makes like the problem worse and show up in our lives a lot more. And I think a, a big part of moving forward is acceptance. Um, and acceptance is a passive state without sort of commitment as a flip side of the coin. And so what I mean by commitment is sort of like moving towards living a life you want to live, moving towards being the person you want to be uh, living out your values. And this is me really talking about like, how do we get past some of the things that really hurt us or, or we, we can't get by. Um, I, you know, I think part of it is not trying to get by it. Uh, part of it is trying to like make room for it in your life, um, allowing it to be, uh, you know, that's at least a big first step. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of what you were talking about earlier, Josh, like, with uh, you know some of those conflicting feelings around your mom and and some of that guilt that you were feeling and understandably so and I think like you know what that brought up for me is like you know uh, you know that that's important to who you are and like this act of accepting something like that and being okay with that talking about it and and sort of like making room for it in your life as opposed to being ashamed of it or running from it like that's very powerful and I think um, so yeah I mean that's something that I think about that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a social worker, so I don't have all the answers, but I read this thing that kind of stuck with me once. It was about like how you should, and I, I, I think it ties into us talking about how we felt as adolescents, but like, like you kind of imagine yourself sitting and talking to your child, the child version of yourself, or like take a picture of you as a kid and like, would you say the things that you say to yourself to that little kid or like the things that you think about yourself to that little kid? And I, I kind of, I kind of do this exercise on my mom because she, she'll call herself stupid in like a second. She'll do something. She's like, I'm such an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> we had this cute little picture of her when she was a little kid. And I said, like, would you say that to this little girl? And she was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes like I kind of tried it. I was like, you know, you look at the, like, look at it as a different person. It's kind of weird when you look at it as yourself, it's somehow it's easier to be mean to them. But like, if you just look at it as another person and you, and you see them and you're like, uh, like I would never, I wouldn't say to this person, like, 
I mean, now as a, as a much nicer adult than I was in, as an adolescent, as an adolescent, I probably would have said horrible things to them, but like, it's a lot easier to be empathetic when you kind of remove yourself from your own, <laughs> from yourself. Like, cause I mean, like, so what if I see like a, you know, an awkward little awkward scrawny girl, like it's, I mean, I, I would have just as much compassion for her I wouldn't have any less respect for like it's the same you know you don't so sometimes it's easier to kind of to be nice to yourself when you see yourself as uh just a little kid or like you know that weird little I don't know if that if that uh, rings true to anybody but no I agree with that I mean it's sometimes it's hard to be kind to yourself and actually when you can be kinder to yourself it also helps to be kind with others and vice versa you know so I think we have to start kind of at ourselves right I've always thought like the people who are the most critical of themselves that makes it then we see well we don't often see that we just see them criticizing others and you know often it starts with 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 yourself so Mm -hmm. I guess yeah probably a good answer is uh you got to treat yourself kindly yeah uh first I, I don't know I was also thinking about the this has always been just a belief of mine I don't know if you guys agree with me the word bully and bullying has always bothered me. The word bully to me, again, this is, you might totally disagree with this, but it sounds like cute. Sounds like a, hmm. it sounds like a very cute sort of, uh, ooh, a bully. Because it uh, ends in an L-Y. Everything cute. I don't know what it L-Y. is. Like he's a like bully. A and we, yeah. And we, and we, and when <laughs> we had like, remember in high school and stuff, I like we would have like, um, what do you call them like uh when everybody came into the auditorium to, uh, assembly yeah assembly. we have like an assembly or whatever about bullying mm. and they have a little thing on bullying and they show us videos on bullying and everybody watched it and everybody like agreed with it and no one ever thought they were the bully right mm. <laughs> you know and the, the idea the bully to me is like almost like a cartoonish sort of otherworldly mm. thing like and I always to me what bothered me about it is if, like I can only imagine like telling someone you're a bully like I, they would laugh right okay I'm a, I'm a bully I to me to me the word that better describes it is abuse this is not in all cases but to me my mom didn't bully me she abused me, you know at times right and sometimes the way that we we respond to people I think the word abuse has more weight because that's I think it makes sense because of the, the consequences of it right abuse is what has the con you know the consequences of abuse are are like messing you up for life and having all these things that change you right to me it's uh it doesn't mean it's it's intentional or anything uh like that but i just think sometimes it's hard to attribute the correct weight to the idea of bullying i don't know if you guys agree with that or not but i've always Uh, whenever i hear somebody tell me a story of of bullying like if i hear about a kid uh, yeah yeah he's kind of bullies i don't hear bully i hear knowing you knowing what that is I hear abuse and yeah I yeah I don't know what do you guys think of that well I I feel like I also I talked about my I was more comfortable in my victim uh uh zone I didn't talk about me being a bully as much but like I I'm pretty sure that my like like I mean the way I treated um Sarah Fisher I don't know how much you guys remember of that but um, I mean, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that something has stuck with her. I'm sure that like it's it definitely has like these psychological effects more of like 
um, you know, uh, ab- abuse, then I, that's, I mean, it sucks to say that, but like, I hope yeah, the not, word is, but feels icky, right? the word is, yeah. But I mean, saying I bullied her, I mean, I feel bad enough saying I bullied, uh, to be perfectly honest, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, I'm sure that to the person, it feels a lot more like this, the effects feel deeper than that. Do you feel bad about some of like the bullying that you did when you were young? I, I don't remember too much of that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think I, I like what you said about the anger. I remember having like a lot of anger and like that was the outlet and it was just, um, I don't know why I picked who I picked, but, and sometimes we were friends. That was the thing too. Like sometimes we would hang out and she clearly like wanted to be my friend. So like, you know, we were, um, sometimes we were friendly and actually we went to the same camp. Uh, and I think we were kind of together long enough that like, we kind of just grew out of it. Like she had, I think she, well, she definitely had more friends at camp than I did. So like, that was not, uh, it was no longer a problem. Um, and in high school, like she was fine. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I wasn't very nice at all. I remember pointing out certain things about her that like, like I worry about, or I wonder like what her life is or like if she ever looks at herself and remembers the thing that I said, just like the way, you know, we all do, right? We all look at that that thing about ourselves. So I remember saying something about her fingers. It's like, oh, you, I don't know. I said something like, what's wrong with your fingers? Mm-hmm. She's probably looking at her fingers like, well, probably, yeah, feel the, probably the comments that she remembers are very different than the one you remember. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah. I could see the pain in you remembering even doing that. Like, I feel empathy for you feeling, oh, well, <laughs> you know, remembering. I'd, I'd much rather. <laughs> I could see you struggling to like, and I yeah. feel, you know, and it's hard and that, that sort of thing. Um, I think like, sorry, I, I, like part of what makes this is going to sound really messed up, but part of what makes a good bully is you know what people's weaknesses are. And if you know what people's weaknesses are, I think that can work in a good or a bad way because it means that you have a lot of potential too. Like, so the fact that, you know, like Mike, if you, I don't know if, sorry, I keep calling you Mike. I don't care. Michael, I don't call know why Mike. though. I think I we must have called yeah. you that when we were little. here. Just call me Mike. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like Michael, if you're, if you're a, working as a social worker, it means you understand like people's probably, you're more empathetic in, in some ways you must be, right? And like, mm, I don't know if that also works for, it can work the opposite way. It's like a superpower, right? Like you can understand people. And when you're, if you're younger and the way to be at the top of the social hierarchy is to kind of have some like cutting remarks that kind of put everybody in their place, then it's a superpower in a, in a bad way, but like, I don't know if I'm explaining. You can use it for good and you can be a social worker basically. (laughs) And like, I just want to say that uh, that is, I've known other people that self-described like bullies as kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I have other friends that were like, I was a bully as a kid and they went on to become social workers. And I I don't think this is, you could tell me if you disagree, Michael. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Like maybe because you were saying, Aya, like you have the ability to under stand people in a certain way and maybe as a kid you might use it for evil but like Mm -hmm. you know when you don't know any better right to help better yourself but you realize you understand people at different at a certain level that you can then use that to also help people 
I don't know if, I, if I'm oversimplifying this or not. No, that uh, you were explaining what I was trying to say. So that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> was good. No, I, I guess I like what you guys are saying. Um, you know, I've never really attributed it to that. And I, I, I still wouldn't, but I think you're right in the fact that like um, picking up on people's weaknesses is like a skill as a bully. And, and now in my job or my life, it's all about like how to hold people's weaknesses, you know, with care in a way that can help them grow. Oh. Um, so maybe, yeah, there is a link there. Um, both have to do with weaknesses, both have to do with vulnerabilities and um, yeah. being able to see them in each other. Um, and maybe because I knew that like, yeah, everyone has weaknesses because I knew weaknesses too well. You know, I would attribute a lot of that, that, you know, me becoming a social worker was because I, you know, I, I, I understand pain. I understand alienation and bad relationships and hurt. And, you know, I, I get that stuff. So I think that that is part of why I did what I did. Yeah. And, and, and if I can say also, Josh, I love what you said about like bully being like this caricature of a word and, and, mm -hmm. oh, there's only one, it's like whack-a-mole, you know, a bully, as opposed to many people having abusive traits. Um, and, 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 and you're right. A lot of like, you know, cause I had, it reminded me, I had a client recently who was like, everyone's using the, you know, she's a teenage girl. She's been through so much. She goes, everyone's talking about daddy issues, daddy issues. She goes, it's such a stupid term. It's such a, like she said, it's such a caricature of a term. I have issues with my father. You know, my father was abusive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have daddy issues. I have issues about my abusive father. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's made me part in who to who I am today. Right. It's like, so, so these words, these labels, they have a big impact and we, we minimize things mm -hmm. through those words often because they're comfortable often to protect yeah. people's egos um and things like that right because as you say like if i was abusive to you it's, it's way worse than if i was a bully um right um and so i but i but i i hear what you're saying and i and i sort of and i gotta agree in that yeah it is it is abuse and and framing it in that way you know i actually see things a little bit differently um yeah yeah i was on, so yeah. i was only saying that because i think it's useful going moving forward for people, you know, when we're talking to kids about what issues they're dealing with. And instead of looking at it as, you know, I always think that could help if we, you know, if we educate children about just being a part of not, not some like cute little, like some kids are bullies sort of a thing, but like mm -hmm. educated as abusive behavior versus not, you know, could be more, yeah. no one wants to be an abuser, you know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. no one wants to be a bully either but like you know it's just it, it, the, the weight of it I was just thinking you know in terms True. of but I don't mean to like I don't mean I don't I hope no, I'm not no, saying but it's, it's like I just want to let you know that you abused me. like no not at all not at all what I'm saying and it would be so much more useful for yeah for education basically like I mean I was like I've already mentioned this but like when I was uh volunteering on the the crisis line at the women's shelter like it's a lot of like sexual assault and abuse and it that's that's what we get trained on. And when you look at the behavior and the reaction, it's, I mean, there's so many similarities, like in terms of just the kinds of interactions that they are that, I mean, it would be useful for everyone to understand it that way, really. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's as well. I still, like, by the way, I just want to say it's amazing. Just again, it's your volunteering, again, women's I mean, shelter, uh, Michael's a social worker, like, <laughs> 
you guys are doing such noble, noble work, like helping people. I think, I mean, it's just, you know, I... that's who you are. Okay. <laughs> no, that is amazing. Okay. I uh, don't play it down. Yeah. But you can play it down. I know you're going to. <laughs> I'm so it's ready. Still no. amazing. Okay? <laughs> it does, so, it does yeah. feel, honestly, like most of the time it felt, sometimes it felt like really amazing. Sometimes it feels not at all, especially when they're yelling at you on the phone. Like, mm-hmm. like, well, it's a hard, it's I have, hard stuff, I have one lady right? just like, yeah, there's, I mean, it's, it's hard. And I mean, they're not, but I mean, sometimes it's, I won't minimize it because it's, I'm glad that people are doing that work. And I, for me, it's, it's been kind of eye-opening too. Like, uh, yeah, so I, I, it's very fulfilling. I won't make a joke. It's always my instinct to make a joke whenever I I'm, <laughs> like the, I, I just say, I just say I have a lot of respect, you know, for that, you know, and, and for Michael, for you doing this as like your career is I mean again that's how I that's how I you think if someone says to me like how do you view Michael Lander yeah years ago the first thing that might have came to mind was you know you in elementary school right the thing that comes to mind now immediately is oh he's this guy who helps people this is a guy who's um filled with empathy and he he works hard to make people's lives better you know bettering the world that's how you're viewed by me you know, okay, one upon a time. So I can only imagine in general, most people must see you like incredibly, like you are, you're probably a hero and a savior to a lot of people as well doing the work you do. I once considered going into that sort of line of work and I thought, wow, that would be my life all the time dealing with a lot of these issues. That's what I would be taking home with me. That might be really difficult to do. So I, you know, <laughs> went into something more fun. I make movies. Uh, <laughs> but that just goes to show how noble the work you're doing is so I just I, I want to thank you yeah. for doing that work too yeah I, I mean every day to like I mean I did a three-hour shift like maybe once a week at most like twice a week and you know not people aren't necessarily always calling so I I've tried to think about like doing it full-time and it's I mean it's it's got to be like really emotionally exhausting but such important work like I think probably makes a huge difference to so many of like kids and do you mainly work with like kids and teens and stuff yeah I, you know yeah. and I was I was gonna say just quickly like yeah, it's not go easy ahead. to be the person that the other person's yelling at right um you know you're put you're in a situation like you're gonna get yelled at sometimes and that's yeah, and that, yeah. that's the that's the job sometimes um anyway so uh, I think oh yes I work with kids I work like a zero to 25 or any parent that's my main role mm-hmm. um as a therapist because so I work at a like a community-based mental health agency one of the largest in Toronto so it's all free um and so it's all like uh kid referrals through schools referrals through like child welfare referrals through like um doctors whatever and we run like a walk-in clinic a therapy walk-in clinic it's called the what's up walk-in there's four around the GTA and we are in the North Etobicoke sort of region. And anyone can walk in, any kid, uh, any parent can walk in and get therapy that day. Um, oh, so, wow. Yeah, so, awesome. so you get, so I, I will meet with a 16 year old who is feeling suicidal and decides to walk into the agency for therapy that day. So I'll see them. Wow. And then in the next hour, I'll see uh, a parent of a, of a two year old with autism or I will, you know, or I, I will see all different types of people. Wow. Um, and so it's, um, it's pretty intense stuff. And I also have like lots of sort of like ongoing cases 
like um, mostly teenagers. I work with a lot of teenagers. Um, how do you handle that emotion? Like, how do you deal with all that constant emotional flux? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, it's hard, but it's, I think because I believe in it so much, um, and I think it's so important, and also, like, it, it fuels me, you know, it fills me up. Uh, I almost need it in a way. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't fully, it doesn't drain me. Uh, you know, people mm -hmm. sort of imagine it drains me. I don't think it drains me. Like, when I'm not doing anything, or when I'm, like, feeling gross, or watched, like, all of, like, New Girls, whatever <laughs> in a day like you know that drains me even though that's doing nothing um but but i don't know it feels like, less productive it feels less productive like. yeah yeah and i think like i think you know going when i was you know i was explaining this i was talking to my cousin the other day and i was like when i was in university i was in philosophy and whatever and i failed everything and they almost kicked me out and i totally changed my life around and uh stopped doing drugs whatever all that stuff and 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 i think part of it was i realized like you know, because I started volunteering in this child psychiatric unit and I realized like everyone's learning about all these things and doing nothing. Uh, you know, it's all bullshit. It's just a bunch of people just like sort of talking with each other. So I, I was like, philosophy is like the worst. Um, I'm, just, you know, so I, so I totally switched everything over and I was like, I just want to like make a different, like, I just want to like work with people. So that's, that's what I did and it's still what yeah. I'm wanting to do. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of pain. Like it, it definitely, sorry, it also definitely affects me. Um, I try not to like push it away. I try not to turn off, uh, you know, when I go home, this idea of like, you should go home and turn off. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I was taught by like a really wise person once that no, you should take it home with, you know, everyone says, don't take oh, it home with you. Interesting. She, she, this like elder, she was like, no, take it home with you. Uh, I've never heard kind, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. She's like, be kind to it. Like, 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 you know, let it sit there with you, process it, and then like, let it go, right? right. If you're always like, just thinking, I can't take this home with me, uh, yeah. then it's gonna hurt you. Um, and some of these stories, you know, yeah, you got, you're not, you got to take it home with you a little bit. And that's okay. Um, For yeah. sure. Yeah, I, wow. I really, and I also I love the, um, like being in philosophy, and being like, all these people are talking, I was, that when I like decided to, I was like, I have to do something. Like, I don't care how busy I am. Like I, I was writing my, my dissertation and I was, you know, it's related to feminism stuff. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, who cares? No one's going to read this. This will make no difference in anyone's life. So I was like, I need to, like, it's just, what is it? Like academics talking at each other about like some theoretical bullshit. So like, I, yeah, I just, I needed to, to do something and I remember like once I could everything else was a little easier too because it was like yeah it was an outlet for like that that need I, I needed to there were moments when it was difficult but I mean for the most part I felt very I, I kind of loved it like I mean again it was three hours like once or twice a week so it's not that much but like uh, even that I just I, I kind of so I get to a certain extent I don't know that I could do it every day but I it feels like you're doing something that matters and it's so much better than spending your time like doing things that it's like what what am I doing this for what what's the what's the point right is it's it clear there's what, a point and well wait sorry I totally put my foot in my mouth like shit talking what? academia and I you know I, I no it, like coming out please, you <laughs> please shit talk academia I am so sick of academia I I honestly like 
I, I, I didn't want to finish them. There were so many times I wanted to. No, yeah, but I love <laughs> not just that. I also love school. Like I got a bunch of degree. Like I, I love, I love academia. Yeah. So it's a you know, not, not just uh, no, academia. I mean, uh, if I watch a season of New Girl, <laughs> or, uh, or if I watch a uh, just a day of watching a TV show, that's uh, education for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, right. real nice. Oh, okay. Real nice. I makes fun of me every time I say this, but you know it's true. I. <laughs> oh yeah yeah this no how, you're doing it's my education watching yeah. watching shows and movies is research for me so uh i get to feel productive are you taking notes watching or... the mandalorian or yeah. <laughs> no i just you know josh i feel like you're like such a you know you're like an la jew kind of guy like i like it i really like it you know you got this vibe going you're like hilarious you're a quick talker you know i feel like i could bring it to a meeting you could pitch your idea and like i, I don't know yeah 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 um, it, oh, yeah, I, hope I, I hope I hope I haven't become too much deli. of an LA Jew. <laughs> what did you say about a deli? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I imagine like the meeting would be at a deli. Like, I feel like it's you like know, you the marvelous Mrs. There. Maisel, right? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, I try. I try not to fall into too many stereotypes, but only because you know, I like I say, I'm, I'm half Canadian and half American because I'm a dual citizen. So I like to tell people I'm half an asshole. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, it's. Actually, What's you're a very, about? you're a, a pleasant person to have around. Like sometimes when you're, you, I remember like even when you came to like a party, I don't know when we were like the last time you were in London and it was like a birthday party and I, it's like you're kind of a a good party person around Josh because you're like you've got the LA stories you like know what is it like Spielberg's mom or whatever like it's just very easy to like. Uh, they said the more yeah. interesting things you do, the more interesting a person you can appear to be yeah. to other, to other yeah. people. So just try to keep having experiences, right? Whatever they might be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope uh, both of you have a chance at some point in the future to come visit me here. Um, yeah. at some at some point. Uh, well, but also, there's just another way of saying that I. This is a good way to start wrapping up. But I. Well, we're I, all friends now, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not. Uh, yeah, go we're all LA. adulthood friends. <laughs> I know. I but you will come here. You should just come. To, yeah, Josh, yeah. I meant saying. Well, I meant like if you ever come visit. But I do expect first for me to come back, and I, you know, you're in Toronto, basically. Now, I'm in right? Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I'm, yeah, for sure, I'll be in Toronto. I have family in Toronto. I go there all the time when I'm able to travel, uh, and I really hope that you and I get to sit down, and eat, and laugh <laughs> and talk. Because I really, I genuinely, I'm not just saying this to run a podcast. I genuinely enjoy talking to you. And just like with Aya, like Aya and I, we didn't become friends because we got on a podcast. We started a podcast because we became friends. And I similarly am feeling it. I'm talking to you that, um, like, I just want to be your friend. Like, we live in different places. Well, but I hope, I hope to just, you know, touch base once in a while at the very least and keep getting to know you because you're awesome. Thanks, Josh. I, I absolutely, I want, I, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend, Aya. I think we're all now friends. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Hey, <laughs> look at this. There's an adulthood friends. <laughs> we need like a cheesy sound effect every time we say that, Aya, when we're on here. Um, uh, um, I mean, it's so, wait, wait. So if, if we, if we think about though, like our, our childhood selves seeing us yeah. today doing Aww. this, you know, yeah. could you imagine crazy being like feeling comfortable Aww. with our lives and yeah. like being okay? I, I don't know. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even, I can't even, so nice. there's too many things to imagine first. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's so many levels of that, but I'm going to, 
Yeah. I think it's blowing my mind almost as much as uh, the talk we just had with Pierce. Uh, <laughs> and that one episode. <laughs> like the, the way we've seen each other change and grow. And it, again, it feels like such a surprise when we knew each other as kids. And yet it shouldn't be that surprising. People grow up and we all become a lot more similar than we are different. And what I think is surprising me, quote unquote, the most, Michael, is how much I relate to you. We're different people, but like mm-hmm. a lot of what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I feel this like, yeah, very similar to you. Just like I often feel like when I talk to Aya, like we, we like to talk about our differences. We always get excited on the podcast. Like, oh, this is going to be something we're, we're going to disagree on this because <laughs> that's interesting to listen to because most of the time we agree. I find so yeah yeah well I mean thank you so much for coming on it has been awesome talking to you and also because like I haven't seen you in uh yeah however many years and yeah I mean maybe totally lost my train of thought uh, maybe we'll back. have you on again sometime maybe we'll have you on again but I don't want to put Just any so pressure on chat. you yeah but uh it's been lovely and um yeah awesome, thanks Michael. so much thank you coming. so much and I was also I don't I don't know if this is like I, w- I was debating whether like I should say this like throughout because you re- you said like a bunch of times you said you're sorry to me throughout this this podcast and like the the immediate reaction I'm thinking is like well I forgive you first of all but the second the the other aspect is like I don't even feel the the need to again I just want to I just want to point that out in case there's any lingering thoughts about that because I didn't I realized I didn't say that when you said sorry and it's because I don't even like I don't again I don't feel any sort of animosity I just want to repeat that to you again because uh, I think it takes a lot of courage to come on here and like even just talk about this stuff and to to talk as if you were like this bad guy or something that again it's way more nuanced than that it goes for all of us but I just want to say that if at all you're wondering yes I forgive you but way beyond that I could I don't even you know I I, I also I, I love you I feel that I feel love for you uh, for both of you so just want to say that Josh mm-hmm. thank you and 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 I love you too um and I really appreciate you forgiving me um you know it's it's it does you know these conversations are important you know and and I felt like it was important to ask for your forgiveness and and so I appreciate that and I think like yeah I, I'm I'm happy we can sort of like yeah just move forward and yeah, no, it means it means a lot to have this conversation. So again, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and doing that. You're welcome, and I, uh, we love you too. Oh, I love you guys too. <laughs> Aww, I love you guys too. Sorry, yes. I, ru- I ruined it. No, you didn't. No. That was I, I and I do this all the time. Anything, so I needed to. <laughs> I actually, I, I should have said something. I was just like, I'm not doing that, so I'm gonna not. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, I. Yeah, it's like like weird cousins or something because we haven't. And then we're all like fa- we that's all the whole thing. That's why I feel. Together, right? I, I'm yeah. saying I, I feel love for you guys. It's because we are like a fam. We grew up together. Yeah. In yeah. this community, in this family, right? Yeah. So it really is an interesting um, yeah. kind of special connection we already had. So it feels right connecting and reconnecting and re-getting yeah. to know each other as adults. So. Yeah. 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 On that note, I want to take us out. Yeah. Well. I love you guys. And uh, this has been another episode of Adulthood Friends. Oh, I have to say all that other stuff too, right? If you enjoy the episodes, <laughs> shit. Okay. If you're enjoying the episodes, please rate, review, and subscribe. And you can like our Facebook page. Uh, we're also kind of almost on Twitter and all those other places. So 
we're also on basically every podcasting platform right now, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, yada, yada, yada. So you can tune in for, for more. Wow, it sounds so like a robot. Like when I say this stuff, I hate you it. You did it well. No, you did it well. I kept... And now we know the way that we, yeah. we have to end this. Like I have to be in the middle of talking and then suddenly... like what the fuck's yeah. going on <laughs> like uh, <laughs> this, is what, this is what they do